With the first pick, the Carolina Panthers select Cam Newton, quarterback, Auburn. Touchdown, Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers select Luke Keekley. Carolina Panthers select Dawn Rotulalei. Kelvin Benjamin, high receiver, Florida State. Kelvin Benjamin got a touchdown. With the 30th pick, the Carolina Panthers select Vernon Butler. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Live from Bank of America Stadium, it's time to break down the Panthers NFL Draft. All right, go ahead and turn it in. Okay, I'm turning in Christian McCaffrey, running back Stanford. Yes, sir. Baby. Baby. With the eighth pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers have selected Christian McCaffrey. It's okay, running back, wide receiver, whatever you want. And you hear head coach David Shaw laughing at that running back or wide receiver comment because the eighth overall pick in the NFL draft, Christian McCaffrey, is just that. Mike, I want to get some of your initial reactions to the Panthers selecting Christian McCaffrey. Well, as you watch the folks in that draft room, it's the culmination of many months and years of work building towards this draft class. And right in the back corner of the room, you saw several coaches who were excited to get their hands on Christian McCaffrey. A lot of folks say, what does he play? Wide receiver, running back? Well, he plays football. He does it very well. There you see 5'11", 202 pounds. And I will tell you, there are four coaches who have to be salivating to have this guy on the roster. Offensive coordinator Mike Shula, running backs coach Jim Skipper, wide receivers coach Lance Taylor, and guys, do not forget, special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee because he will have a chance to have some big plays in the return game and I, that's coming up later. I'll show you that. In Christian McCaffrey's uh, press call or his uh, conference call that he had with the media, he was asked when people ask him what position in football does he play? He said, I play football. And, and John, we've seen some tape on him. He really does. He really does. He's everywhere. You know, in the press conference, Ron Rivera talked about how the Panthers would probably use McCaffrey like he was used at Stanford. He mentioned at, at running back, he mentioned slot, he mentioned out wide. He actually brought up the word wildcat, I think. So we're going to see did. Christian McCaffrey everywhere. So let's go into the draft room real quick because we know this was a tense situation leading up to this moment. We didn't know what was going to happen in the seven picks before the draft. Gettleman joked a few weeks ago in his press conference that he did not like having the eighth overall pick because of the pressure in having to pay attention so much to what's happening before in those one through seven. We saw the draft unfold going defensive end, quarterback, defensive end, running back. And then the Panthers, when they got to that number seven pick, John, they got a little nervous with the Chargers on the clock because some of the mock drafts that had come out possibly attaching Christian McCaffrey to the Chargers. Yeah, those seemed to come out on Thursday, and they had to make Dave Gettleman a little nervous, as, as he alluded to. But uh, everything worked out. Maybe you got a couple extra gray hairs, but all good. Let's listen to the phone call when Christian McCaffrey became a Panther. I'm doing great. I got a, uh, a guy here who wants to talk to you, Coach, Coach Rivera. Hold on one second. Christian, how you doing? Going great, a little nervous right now, just trying to make sure everything falls into place. <laughs> well, good, listen, uh, keep watching. We're going to put your name in and you're going to be our guy, all right? 
Hey, we're fired up, man. We are so freaking happy. Here's Coach Shula. He wants to say hi. Hold on. Hey, bud. How you doing? Boys, let's roll, huh? <laughs> Uh, we got big plans for you, and I know you're going to help. Yeah, you're going to make us better, and right away. You and I know how uh, we we know all about you. We know how you work. We know what the game means to you, and we got to get we got to make we got to score a bunch of touchdowns now, right? Get that ball in that end zone. Yeah, you you and Cam are going to be a great combination. There is no doubt, as Shula just said, that Cam and Christian McCaffrey will be a great combination. And, John, I want to go to you first. When you, when you hear that, the coaches, what they're saying, and you know the kind of the talent that Christian McCaffrey is, what is kind of some of your reactions? Uh, it, it's going to be so interesting because even though he doesn't get enough credit for being a good traditional running back. I mean, he carried the ball a ton at Stanford, but – but he's, he doesn't fit a mold, you know, like he said, like the coaches said, like Gettleman said. He, he just, you're, you're going to see this player, and every time you look on the field, you're going to see him in a different place. Maybe not every time, but a lot. And, and it, it's just, it's going to be a little unusual, but it's going to be fun to watch. And, and for Shula, it, it's got to be, he's like a kid in a candy store. He's going to say, what am I going to do with this guy now? And you just said he doesn't really fit in a mold. And that's kind of, Mike... What this Panthers offense has kind of banked on for so many years, Cam Newton not living in a mold like a stereotypical quarterback. What do you think about that? Well, anytime you go into a game and you have a game plan, you want to give a defensive coordinator a lot of different things to work on during the week. And what we've seen teams develop in the slot, when you have a player in that slot, that's a good matchup for the offense because if a safety comes down, he may not be fast enough to cover that slot receiver. And certainly if a linebacker goes out to cover that slot, that's a mismatch as well. So you can move him in different places. And once again, when teams look at your offense run out on the field, they wondering, are we looking at uh, 21 personnel? Are we looking at 10 personnel, 11 personnel? They're not really sure because of the flexibility. So we know the Panthers got the guy that they were after. Some other teams, John, you saw how this draft unfolded. It was wild to begin with. We saw a couple trades. What are your thoughts? We knew that after number one, things could, you didn't know what could happen. Three teams traded up for quarterbacks. The Bears traded up to two. The, uh, the Chiefs traded up to 10 to get Patrick Mahomes. And then Deshaun Watson, the third quarterback picked, the Texans traded up for him. Look, the Bears gave up a ton to, to go move up one spot to the Niners, but the interesting one here is Deshaun Watson because the Texans were probably a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Absolutely, and they got the first and second round from them with the Browns in 2018. Yep, so now if Deshaun Watson is even an average quarterback next year, the Texans are really legit. And that's something you have to think about because Deshaun Watson, you know he's probably going to play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder mm -hmm. only because he said, you know, with his national championship and his success, he thought he should be the first quarterback drafted. But it was Mitch Trubisky. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. Your thoughts on the quarterback situation that were taken three in the first 12 picks? Well, we knew going in, Assistant General Manager Brandon Bean said that quarterback position could force teams to reshuffle their draft board. Fortunately for the Panthers, it knocked down some other players, but what it also did was made sure that McCaffrey would be there. And yeah, there was that nervous moment when the Chargers were on the board, but I'm sure once that pick went in, they were ready to go. Well, the media, we spoke with uh, head coach Ron Rivera and Dave Gettleman after the pick was made, and let's hear what Dave Gettleman had to say. What I think is very unique about Christian is 
he is an outstanding, the best tackle box runner I've ever seen is Curtis Martin. Okay, and you know, when he came out of pit. And Christian is right there with him. I mean, running in that tackle box takes unique vision and unique foot quickness, and he's got it. Curtis Martin had it, had a great career, Hall of Fame career, and this kid's got those, that kind of skills. Joined now by Pavers.com staff writer Max Henson. And Max, you were in the war room all evening waiting for that number eight pick. What is it like? Well, take us inside what it's like being in an NFL war room. Yo, I've been out of it for a while, but the adrenaline is still running pretty high. Um, man, it is an, an intense, pressure-packed, you know, hours. You're waiting for those first kind of ten picks, and for Carolina, of course, waiting for number eight to come up. And you know, as Dave Gettleman and Ron Rivera talked about, Christian McCaffrey was a guy they were hoping to get. And for a little while there, it seemed like, is he going to come off the board before they get a chance to take him? And fortunately, as, as Dave Gettleman said, it, it worked out the way they hoped it would. The Chargers didn't take him. Carolina got on the clock with the number eight pick, and Dave Gettleman wasted no time. I don't even think a second had passed before he told the room, we're going to go take Christian. And uh, like I said, they, they got their guy, and that's what you want. That's the feeling you want to have when you're drafting eighth overall. As we were watching the draft, the guy who slipped early, there's a little more offense than maybe we thought the Trubisky trade happened. Jamal Adams, safety from LSU, started to slip, and he was a guy that many people thought the Panthers might target if he slipped. No, I don't think most people thought he'd get to number eight. But he got to six, and we were kind of going, now things are interesting. Do you think that would have made for a difficult decision if Adams slipped to eight? It would have been interesting, yeah, because they, they liked Jamal Adams. The safety at LSU is a really good player, and a lot of people in that world feel like he's going to be a perennial all-pro type safety. So it would have made for an interesting conversation. You know, there were, there were guys that we had all kind of had penciled in as targets for this Panthers team coming into round one, Solomon Thomas being another one. He went off the board pretty early, so you crossed him off. Leonard Fournette, of course, was another target at running back. He went off the board pretty early as well. Jamal Adams did stick around, to John's point, and, and had he maybe st still been on the board at eight, maybe there's a conversation there. I still feel like Christian McCaffrey was the guy that they were hoping to get to add to that offense and give it an extra added dimension. And So as you said, it would have been interesting to see how that would have played out, but the decision was essentially made for him. Adams wasn't on the board, McCaffrey was, and went and got him. Now that the Panthers have secured Christian McCaffrey, what do you think he will bring to this offense, and how do you think he fits into the type of coordinator Shula is? I think it's fascinating. I think going into the draft, this was the most fascinating outcome. From an objective standpoint of just what was it to be the most interesting pick the Panthers could make, I think this was it. Because as John said earlier in the show, you just can use him in so many different ways. And as Mike Shula, the smile on his face, Jim Skipper and Lance Taylor, all these different coaches are going to try to find ways to create matchup problems for opposing defenses. Dave Gettleman talked about it in his press conference as well. This is a rare combination of a player who can work between the tackles as a running back and has those kind of instincts and then can also catch the ball as naturally as he does, not only in the screen game, the short passing game, but running routes from that slot position. So really, it's up to this coaching staff to get the most out of this talent because there's so much there. And if they do that, I think they're going to create a ton of problems for opposing defenses. And really, that's the goal here, is to make this offense as hard to stop as possible. Do you think we're going to see Stuart McCaffrey on the field quite a bit together? I guess we're going to find out. I mean, it, we're, we're only hours into this, so it's hard to say exactly what we're going to see. But, you, you know, that would be a little, that'd be a tough thing for defenses to have to yeah. stare down, the, the possibility of that. You haven't seen sure. the playbook yet to know I how, on. how I've seen a lot tonight, guys, but I can't say I've seen the playbook just yet. I think they're working on it. But, uh, yeah, man, Jonathan Stewart, Christian McCaffrey coming at you as your defense, a little thunder-lightning combo. Good luck.
Speaking of playbook, Mike Kraft will be on the big board when we return after the quick break looking why McCaffrey can run, catch, and pass. what we're going to do. Talk about the newest toy that offensive coordinator <laughs> Mike Shula has. Let's go right to the video. And you talked about this, John, about using him between the tackles. Here we go. Look at the uh, first round pick of the Panthers. Boy, he had some pretty good stats there. 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, and he did it in so many ways. And in 2015, I mean, he was all over the place, breaking the record for all-purpose yards. Let's look right now at one of the plays. I want to get right to it. We're talking about power here. And when we talk about McCaffrey, let's talk about him first in the backfield. And, guys, one thing we know from his time at Stanford, he was able to play in a power offense because that's what they did. Look at this play, a power play with the guards pulling. And one thing I like about him is his ability to set up blocks downfield. We talk about the eyes of a football player. This guy has great eyes. He's able to pick up defenders and set them up fake and get the extra yards. You'll see it here on this play. Let me draw it up first. The guards are going to pull. One is going to seal here. The other one's going to come seal. He's going to get this on a power run, and then he's going to set up the defense. So roll it forward. Love plays like this. And here again, he's not, doesn't look like your typical running back, but this is what he did very well. We stop him right here, and look, he's already scanning the perimeter, seeing where players are coming from, sees the defender there, and with a slight move, go ahead and roll him forward, boom, he gets extra yards, sets up his blocking downfield, and has a big game. Now we talk about him in sets, and, and you just talked about him pairing with Jonathan Stewart. I want to talk about him pairing with Greg Olson because you look at a package like this. Let me project forward. Here he is right here in the slot. Now, this could be one of the formations that offensive coordinator Mike Shula will use. And just imagine for a second that this number nine right here is wearing number 88. Okay. Now, the defense has to account for these offensive players on the outside. You got your split in, you got McCaffrey at slot, and you have a player here who's a big question mark for the defense, and they have to adjust on the run. Here, Stanford throws a bubble screen to McCaffrey, a short gain thrown behind the line of scrimmage, but he gets upfield and makes a positive, and we talk about that was first and 10. Now you're talking about being in second and short. 
Can we just talk about how wide receivers coach Lance Taylor, his former running backs coach at Stanford, the all of the offensive stuff, how exciting. I mean, they're probably kids on Christmas right now grinning with all of the things they can do with him to make defenses just absolutely baffled. Well, offensive coaches have these whiteboards in their office. They're probably in there right now, drawing up all these different formations and getting McCaffrey on the board. And you guys talk about what does that do for Jonathan Stewart? What does it do for Cam Newton? One, it's another guy they have to prepare for and they have to get eyes on. Let's take a look at this. This is what he will do in the return game. And I love this play. Go ahead and roll it forward because I guarantee you I'm not going to run with this one to guys like last night. This is another long game. Now stop it right here. Look at this play on the return game. You see one defender with his eyes on him, another defender with his eyes on him, and there's another defender with his eyes on McCaffrey. And this is like Houdini. Roll it forward, guys. That's a tackle, and it's first and 10 from the five-yard line. But somehow he gets out of it, and he is off to the races. Now you see me, now you don't. That is the type of play that special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee is waiting to see right here on the field at Bank of America Stadium because he gives it to you in so many ways, and that's a big thing, especially with Ted Ginn making that exit and going down to New Orleans. So we were talking about what this does to opposing defenses. What do you think it does? Do you think it makes them say, oh, you know, what kind of personnel do you think a presence like this forces a defense to sort of default to because they can't match up so easily because McCaffrey's going to do something different on every play? Well, not just match up, but also figure out what the Panthers are in. Because a lot of times offenses, when they come on the field, you know, the defensive coordinator says, okay, they're 12 personnel. Well, when he's on the field, you can count it any different way. Instead of 21 personnel, I mean, you can look at it, it could be 10 personnel. That means you got three wide receivers and one, uh, one running back. Or with Olsen in the game, you could have him out there, and yet the defense is dealing with, with trips. And guys, anytime on defense, it's all a matchup thing. And when they see one formation, they want to match up to it. But when you're not quite sure what the formation is, defensive coordinators have a hard time adjusting, and that's where the Panthers have an advantage. Because so many teams now have kind of looked at the Panthers and keyed in on the zone read and pretty much forgotten about the slots out there doing the bubble screen and the tunnel screens. But now they're going to have to pay attention to that because this guy's a game breaker and he can take those little passes behind the line of scrimmage and take them the distance. Well, as many fans know, Christian McCaffrey has been around the NFL for his entire life. We had a chance to speak with him after he was drafted. All right, when, when you got that phone call, what, what was just your initial feeling when, when you saw that number? Oh, my heart kind of jumped a little bit. Uh, you know, I looked at my mom and dad, picked up the phone, and uh, found out I was going to be a Panther. And, uh, man, that's probably the most memorable moment I've ever had. When, when you walked back out in the living room and you kind of heard it announced on ESPN, you know, what, what was that feeling like, you know, that kind of second moment? Oh, it was fantastic, man. Just knowing that, you know, uh, an organization like the Panthers believes in me enough to, to pick me. And then when I hear the call and then go in and see all my loved ones there, uh, who have been with me, who've been there for me uh, since the jump has been such a blessing, and uh, I'm just very lucky I get to spend it with them. Um, what do you know about this this Carolina Panthers team? Obviously, in the Super Bowl two years ago, you know, two years ago, you know, a guy like Cam Newton back there. You know, what? How excited are you to be a part of that offense? Uh, unbelievably excited. You know, they're they're very explosive. They have been in past, and uh, you know, there's so much 
you know, talent on that team. And they have so many seasoned veterans, so many, so much great leadership. Uh, you know, and I'm just, I'm just happy to, to go out there and do whatever I need them to, or whatever I need me to do to go win football games. So I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. I'm kind of stumbling, but I just, uh, wow, I mean, I'm, I'm so blessed to, to join that team. Now, guys, we've seen video inside the war room tonight, but who was in Philadelphia to fill out the player draft card? Well, tried and true equipment staff, equipment manager Jackie Miles and his partner in crime, assistant equipment manager Don Toner, who were sitting there ready to write down the decision. He was the voice you heard in the video at the top with Don Gregory confirming and all everybody in the war room just clapping. But these two guys have been doing it since day one. They've uh, gone up and they put in the hard work. They've done the traveling and the draft could not be complete without them. But moving on, Mike, you have some value picks as we look into the next day going into day two. Let's talk about some of the value picks that are still out there for rounds two and three that maybe were overlooked for something like today. You guys, let's let's kind of dive into this. I believe we've got a graphic we can go look at and see who's on there. But Mike, start talking about some guys that you think are Guys, that could be some potential great picks tomorrow. Well, I want to start number one there, Zay Jones, the wide receiver I know you from like East that guy. Carolina. I'm telling you, I fell in love with this guy. First got to see him down at the Senior Bowl, and as I did a deep dive on him, he does everything well. I said it publicly, and I'm not going to back down. That's the next, next Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, my goodness. That's, a, that's, that's right. high praise right there. All right, so. Big shoes to fill. Back to the versatility we talked about. Do you think Christian McCaffrey's ability to play in multiple places makes it less likely that the Panthers would go after a slot receiver type? John, I'm an offensive guy, man. I'm greedy. <laughs> Look, the only thing better than having one guy who can do it all is having two guys that can do it all. And I think when you listen to what Coach Ron Rivera and Dave Gettleman have said this offseason, they wanted to provide competition at the slot position. So now, if you have another chance to do that, look at the competition there, and plus you're adding dynamic players to the offense and making yourself le less predictable. And we saw in your value picks your guy, Smarje Pirine, who you like. You said yeah, yesterday he was one of your top five picks, so another guy who's out there. I, I think he got knocked down a little bit because uh, his teammate had a great season. But go back to his freshman year, this guy ran for 427 yards, and you see him on that list, and they have him rated, I think, is it, pull that list up, guys. I think they had him rated as a third or fourth rounder right. in many of those uh, many of those pre-draft. There you see him down there. And I'll tell you what, look through that list. Antonio Garcia, another good offensive lineman out of Troy. If you can pick him up in the third round, he provides value. Fourth round, Brad Kaya, a quarterback I like, and I tell you why, very verbal. He played in a great offense down there. And there's another guy in that fifth round, Ben Bulware. I love this guy. On Clemson, linebacker, led him to the national championship. You know who he likes, guys? Who? Luke, Luke? Keekley. Oh, well. He's a Luke Keekley fan. He's he fine he with us, it. then. Oh, yeah. yeah. He said it, Paul. I'll tell you, he said it. Guy who's not on that list, by the way, who ended up slipping out of the first round, Cam Robinson from Alabama, offensive tackle. We might want to watch for that one. Add him to my list. Yeah, add him definitely <laughs> to your list. I know you don't like him. It was a little shocking to see him go out of the first round, to be completely honest. But we're going to move on from this right now and take some fan questions. We said we would do it last night. We're going to give away a hat, John. What are some of the fans saying? Well, let's go right up top here. The one I want to look at, Chris Smith, 
we were talked about something before he echoed the same thing said he was speaking with someone we both thought it might be fun to see both Stu and CMC I love the CMC by the way we're gonna Run hashtag CMC. it everything yep uh, Stu and CMC with cam information so let's hope and, and we hope the same thing because that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch Chris Smith you're gonna get one of these hats we're gonna ship it out to you thanks a lot you know how you can get to that I mean when you're in a two-by-two -two set and he's out there as a wide receiver, you can do an orbit motion, bring him over top of the formation, and now you're basically in pistol. <laughs> that, that's a formation. We'll work on that tonight, guys, after the show. Well, we Shula's not going to sleep tonight. No, no, I don't think any of the coaches or Dave Gettleman are going to sleep tonight. They've got a busy day as they gear up for rounds two and three of the NFL draft. And former Panther great Travell Wharton will be in Philadelphia announcing the number two pick. I know he's got to be so excited about this. Let's hear what he had to say about it. I'm very excited uh, to go out here and uh, be a part of the draft process. My first NFL draft and just being a representative of the, of the Carolina Panthers. Um, I'm, I'm very excited. I was going to say, how honored were you for the team to ask you to do this? It's an honor. It's an honor. You know, uh, being from South Carolina uh, and playing my whole career with the Panthers and being uh, asked to come and, uh, you know, be a part of this is, is truly an honor. Now, being on that staff now as an offensive line assistant <laughs> coach, is that the uh, card comes in, it's not offensive line, but you're going to maybe want to change it? I'm not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the guys uh, upstairs and the coaching staff and the scouting department do a great job of picking great players every year. It's exciting just to see the new addition to the organization, and I'm there to welcome him or in, in, the, in the building, man. He's going to really enjoy this team. You guys, tomorrow is going to be a busy day, rounds two and three. Any early predictions for where the Panthers could go? As we said yesterday, the Panthers will get two good players in that second round with both of those picks. We know that to be true. We know there's at least four in the top 98 tomorrow. I'm going to be a little more committal and think about safety with the number 40 pick. That, okay. That's my guess. Okay. All right. Well, fans, thank you so much for staying up late with us tonight covering the Christian McCaffrey coverage live tomorrow, Sat or Friday after rounds two and three. For Mike Crab, John Halpin, and I will see you on Friday. The Carolina Panthers select Cam Newton, quarterback, Auburn. Touchdown, Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers select Luke Keekley. Keekley, touchdown. Carolina Panthers select Don Rotulale, Kelvin Benjamin, wide receiver, Florida State. Kelvin Benjamin got a touchdown. With the 30th pick, the Carolina Panthers select Vernon Butler. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Live from Bank of America Stadium, it's time to break down the Panthers NFL Draft.